0: That's Patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y, unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbcast. Mit Tom Reimann. And David. Bell.
1: everyone hi hi yes <laughs> uh, it is
0: the show where we get hyped about stuff and things i'm your co-host tom ryman
1: i'm your other co-host david bell
0: and it's just us
1: no it's yes. just us
0: no uh, we had a guest they a had to cancel they had to cancel life happens but we'll get him again we'll get we'll get this person again uh yeah it's fine. It'll it's all fine. fine. Um, we'll, well, I'll, I'll after I finish uh, jousting them in the American Gladiators jousting uh, mm-hmm. thing to vent my frustration at their cancellation. Then we'll get them back on the show.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's that's actually how we do it. And you gotta get, you uh, gotta get
0: walloped in the joust, but then you'll get rescheduled.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a whole building for it. It's it's most of our budget is the jousting arena. Right, it's most
0: of my house. That's actually how we yeah. we did it yeah we're we're really honest. you save a lot of money if you bring your own walls yes that goes for anything
1: right yeah tom how are you
0: doing great dave (laughs) yeah
1: i'm doing all right i um i mean we caught up before interesting interesting. i didn't ask but continue i have nothing new to tell you (laughs) We already talked about bullshit
0: we did yeah. <laughs> before recording we did um we did so I we, guess we got, we we got all the way movies. caught up so it's listen it's just movies
1: this could be, right, be the most efficient playing,
0: hype cast ever oh well, what do you got what do you got okay
1: i've been playing a game called planet crafter it um i think someone bought me it a patron and i thank you i forget who bought me and i could i i should look it up later um it's, it's a terraforming, so it's, it's very Subnautica, but you're on like a Mars and you terraform it. And this is all to say it's one of the only crafting games where the world gets more beautiful as you craft. So it's very rewarding and addicting because oh, you're terraforming cool. the planet. So you're not strip mining it. You're not like cutting down all the trees like satisfactory. It's the opposite. You're making the, making the planet better, which is a really fun uh, and cool take on a crafting survival game.
0: No oh, cool. That's one of my problems with Minecraft is you just kind of make everything look more ugly.
1: Yeah, you just make the world worse. Yeah.
0: No. Um, got, I, I, mean, I guess those
1: dicks aren't going to build themselves. Yeah, that's
0: though, true. So. That's true. Yeah, this this giant flaming dicks in the sky. Um, mm-hmm. You've really completed some real wonders of the world in that game. Yeah. I do have to admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do actually have something to say. Uh, you sent me some Mortal Kombat trading card game cards for my birthday.
1: Oh yeah? Do you already have those? No, 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 no.
0: I mean, I did like twenty five years ago, but they they're in a landfill somewhere. Um, oh good! So you've restocked me. I did want to let you know, and I felt like this would make you really proud to know that um, you got me a sealed starter deck, and then you also just got me like a, a just a, a plastic deck of yeah, loose, big sloppy, big sloppy uh, pack of loose uh, loose singles. Every single one of those cards smells like so many cigarettes, Dave, and I <laughs> wanted you to know that because it's perfect. Yay! It's perfect that they all smell like several ashtrays. That's and great. I thought you'd be very proud of that.
1: Did you get the third gift?
0: Yes, the Robot Jocks. Yeah. Laser disc, I, I sure did.
1: Basically, so I want to tell you what happened. Is It was your birthday, so I got you something. And then I forgot. And then I got you something again. Ooh! And then it all came. Because I was like, oh, <laughs> all this bullshit came in the mail. Like, oh, I I got him Robot Jocks and Mortal Kombat cards. Well, this is
2: great.
0: I, so, I, I want you and the listeners to know that the robot jocks laser disc, you got me. Um, it's a used laser disc, of course. Okay. <laughs> but it also, uh, carries with it the, so many smells, um, from somebody <laughs> else's house that the cat is obsessed with it. I have oh, I have great. to I haven't gotten it framed yet so I have to hide it fr- I have to actively hide this laser disc from him because he's obsessed <laughs> with the way it smells and he just oh, comes he up and starts licking and chewing on the packaging. Oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> whatever like, it is it smells
1: like the world.
0: Yeah. It Someone smells like some dude's house in Arkansas. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I mean love it.
0: maybe it smells like the sweat of 31st century champions. I don't know.
1: I don't know either, but I mean they th- those two things could smell the same way, it's true. you know.
0: They could be very similar.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, shit.
0: We're warmed up. We did it. We did it. We did a thing. We successfully talked. We delivered. About we delivered you guys a program, a show. Yeah. <laughs> we could stop um,
1: now. We could, but we can't. We got to thank. We got to thank some producers. Ah, fine. <clears throat> All right. Big ol' thank you to at nerd numbers. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to zero charisma. Thank you so much. Thank you to A Bag Full of Bags. Thank you so much. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. to AJ. Thank you to, thank you to uh, where am I at? Andrew McGuire thinks Andrew Howe is a swell guy. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. to Andrew McGuire. So, do you like movies? Signed, Andrew Howe. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you,
0: man. Romance blooming between our producers. Let me jump mm-hmm. in here. Thank you to Bob Grenville.
2: Thank, thank you. Thank you to Bula Boulison. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Brian who
0: Tom knows. you.
2: Thank you to Brockway
0: loves the meat millie. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito. wants you to drink water, hit the gym and do the sky because he loves y'all. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Thank you to buy TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, is Too Drug for This Dystopia, out now wherever books are sold.
1: Not his new book.
0: Not his now. He's got a new one. Yeah. Um. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparks Esquire.
2: Thank you.
1: For all,
0: all your right. legal needs.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm going to show up at their door. Oh, yeah, we're going to send like them I'm a, a
0: big lot of letters. Once, yeah. once the shit finally hits the fan over at G.U. Oh, yeah.
3: Once they <laughs> learn what we did. Once
0: they catch up to all the crimes we've been doing.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of awesome crimes. Speaking of crimes, our, yeah. Our first trailer is for the Jake Gyllenhaal Roadhouse.
0: Directed by Doug Lyman.
1: Yeah, we have a news story about this, and we might as well talk about it now. Yeah. Doug Lyman is boycotting the premiere of his own film. Um, because amazon is putting this straight to streaming which is
0: fucking which, weird right yes it's it's, it's a, weird because it's a it's a high profile remake of a beloved film starring an a-list actor and i guess doug lyman's an a-list director right he made those yeah, borns and it's, they probably and the trailer is like pretty good right yes it's a pretty and they good probably... trailer
1: Oh yeah, it looks exciting, and they probably told him, "Oh, this is for a theatrical run." Like they, they, or it's, they at least yeah, implied it. Yeah. Like he feels clearly betrayed by this bullshit. Um, this looks great. I'm it still does. gonna it watch looks, it, but it looks, I do wish I could watch it in theaters. It
0: looks like a smart update of Roadhouse. Like they move it to the Florida yeah. Keys. Um, they have him be a former UFC fighter, so it kind of it makes it make more sense that everybody knows him like so yeah. when he shows up and everybody's like, oh that's fucking dalton there's a reason why everybody it's not just like everybody's keyed into the world of mercenary bouncers it's that yeah. oh he was a ufc fighter everybody it knows makes him. so
1: much more sense yeah it's, a, it's like love-
0: a, it's weirdly elegant right just right. make him a former ufc guy and then they have the evil uh, mercenary bouncer that the bad guy brings in be another ufc fighter who was his rival it's like it's pretty it's, a great it's idea. pretty elegant
1: <laughs> it is. I also love that they keep that '80s vibes. If there's like a someone trying to open a resort and close they down the a they
0: said it in the Florida Keys. Yeah, where the '80s um, are still going on. Exactly, it's still <laughs>
1: the '80s down there. Seriously, when I when I lived there, it was like 2005. You can still smoke inside.
0: Dude, everywhere. we lived in Orlando. Orlando is trapped in 1984. It is. Like, it really is. <laughs> or 1986. It's like that three-year span yes anyway
1: um but no, this, yeah it's uh...
0: really good like honestly i love the original roadhouse um we're usually not i mean i don't want to say that we're usually against reboots because we're not really um no it just has to be good it just has to be good it just has to like make a <laughs> most case. most of them are
1: bad right
0: it just has to make like a. it has to justify its existence if you're going to remake a beloved movie it, it needs to like do something and yeah the way that the trailer shows that they're updating The movie but still showing like enough scenes that are either identical or close enough that i can tell which scene it is Um, right or
1: they're making it more awesome where it's like clearly they update the fighting
0: crashes and shit and yeah if the fighting is i mean the fighting doesn't suck in roadhouse
1: there better be a monster truck right there better be there better be there's gonna be
0: there's gonna be an equivalent of the monster truck i bet driving through the dealership and there's going to be an equivalent of the knife boot like yeah we kind they of, should
1: just have a knife boot, we kind of right.
0: see it in the trailer where jill and hall tells somebody that guy's got a knife in his shirt right that feels like the knife boot scene but Hopefully. we'll see i
1: want like yeah i want someone with like baraka knives coming out of them or right something. like that
0: guy's got a knife in his wrist and it's just yeah it's just exactly. straight up it's baraka but he's wearing yeah. like club clothes like he's out yep. he's out to go clubbing
1: <laughs> uh, like I a loose fitting same... shirt yes oh my god like silk shirt doesn't he already kind of wear a shirt like that or am i making he that does
0: up? he wears a karate gi <laughs> yeah so all
1: it's you not, really need yeah, to do is make it off.
0: pastel and then he's ready for the club
1: 80s with like sunglasses yeah. doing cocaine
2: <laughs> yeah got, i want that Got
0: blade sunglasses and an earring yeah looking Big like red Hart. <laughs> baracko in the beard
1: yeah Oh, I want this version of Baraka so bad. 80s club um, in
0: Baraka. The Roy <laughs> Nagel painting Baraka. So,
1: yeah, if someone make a shirt. <laughs> I, we don't have to make a shirt. Just someone I make mean, a shirt. We I wear. should make that shirt, but... Yeah, I, I'd, I'd wear that shirt.
0: Is that Roy Nagel? Um, That's probably not... I don't think I got the artist's name right. <laughs> no. Patrick Nagel. Roy Nagel is a very different person. I apologize. <laughs> Patrick Nagel is the artist I was thinking of.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we, I want that, and I want this. I I do. It's weird because, yeah, I it's, you kind of know right away. Like the, I'm I'm thinking of like the RoboCop remake. Like you have that same idea where when you hear that about could it have on made, paper that
0: could have made sense because we're in the drone era now.
1: Exactly, but like you hear whenever you hear about these on paper, my instinct is go like I don't know why they're doing that. Roadhouse made a little more sense because I would argue Roadhouse is kind of fading. in the zeitgeist, case it is
0: and also roadhouse was kind of designed to be timeless because or rather out of time because it it, it's already a western like the original is like an updated western right it's it's a modern take on a a classic western story so like it's one. it's weird
1: to say like i would have been surprised if the original was a remake of like an older film
0: exactly it's Yeah. yeah it's like um the magnificent seven which has been yeah. remade, but The Magnificent Seven itself is a remake of Seven Samurai.
1: Exactly. And so like, on paper, I still go like, I don't know about this. And then you see it and in in, it's like, you know when you saw that robocop remake and then they're like it's pg-13 you're like well you're missing well you like you, i can you tell you missed yeah. you missed you did you it, fucked wrong. it up. <laughs> and that remake does have some good moments but ultimately like yeah you fucked it up Well, yeah, it's like
0: really the only thing i can get behind is like oh ed Nine's a drone and we're in the drone era. that kind of make like i could see the oh, connection yeah. it's just i never like the trailer looked bad and i didn't hear anything good about it anyway
1: but then you compare it to, like, the new Blade Runner or the Fury Road. Fury Road's a little different because it's George Miller. But then you watch it and go, like, oh, yeah, I see why this needs to exist. Because you're, like, you watch the we old ones and you go, like, oh, way let's way modernize now. Yeah. This. yeah
0: We can go crazier with the stunts now.
1: Right. And so this feels similar, where they're, like, we, this is a stunt movie. Let's go bonkers with it and let's keep the, and I like, the fucking spirit of the original.
0: Right. I like that they're not changing his character that much like they make a point in the trailer to be like he's like like one of the guys he fucks up it's like yeah he was a really nice guy
1: (laughs) (laughs) right also Jake Gyllenhaal's perfect because like I always think about like the 80s and 90s used to be a time when very respectable actors would do more trashy films and now I feel like we don't have that as much you know like Patrick Swayze could do Ghost and do an action film like we didn't always we didn't like like, we did still have action stars, you know? But I feel like there was a little more, like, big stars doing trashier things. Um, and so it's nice to see them, like, All right, Jake Gyllenhaal's like, perfect.
0: Like a tequila sunrise for Kurt right. Russell, Mel Gibson, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, they're, like, right. like everybody's got to do like kind of like a seedy crime thriller every now and then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you see that new Anne Hathaway movie that's coming out? I know we covered it, but I don't think you were here for that. Um, let me find the name of it. Is that um, the?
0: Oh shoot! Is that the Mother's one?
1: Mother's instinct. It's her, Jessica Chastain. Right where one of their like children is, is killed. Yeah, that it looks like Schlock, and it's like this used to be a film that like Michael Douglas would do.
0: Exactly. And, yeah, like, this Michael Glenn Douglas Close territory. Or something. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's both really nice respected to see. actors. Uh, Glenn Close at least has Oscar noms. I, exactly. I can't remember if Michael Douglas does, but yeah, you're right. It's like respected A list actors kind of slumming it a bit. At right but it's not even slumming. it's more like not right, every not movie has to it. be artsy
1: right it could just be like a middle of the road thriller
0: like a popcorn thriller that's a little trashy
1: yeah um and so it's just really nice to see i don't know these things come back you know it, it feels like the mid budget movie i think like without us making an effort is slowly kind of coming back um
0: well, yeah i think what we've, we've been circling for a while here on, on the hype cast is that movies are very samey right now, at least movies that get released in the theater. Um, right. And there used to be a lot of different kinds of movies that got to the theater. And it seems like we're getting back to that. Af- yeah. Af- I mean, after a decade of everything trying to ape Marvel.
1: Yes. That's, that's really what it is. Like I, if I look at uh, this lineup that we have and it's just, all wildly different types of films all of a sudden. And it's like, Oh, this is great. Like it does feel like not everything like, don't get me wrong. Roadhouse. It's a remake. Um, it, 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 we're going to cover a few like remakes and adaptations, but it is like way less samey than right. And it's not, it a, it's, was it's a few not years a, ago. it's not
0: a remake of a four quadrant blockbuster. It's a remake yeah. of a trashy R rated action movie. Yeah. From the eighties. That is, Ironically referenced as often as as it is earnestly referenced. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: it's great. It's I a don't great know, film. It, I assume movie. this is rated R, right? I it, didn't it, it actually had check. Yeah, it, it is. Had better. It's be. R. I just looked. If it up. knows it's what's fucking
0: R. good for it, it had better be rated. Because if, if he doesn't rip that guy's throat out, yeah, <laughs> I'm canceling my <laughs> Amazon subscription. Better. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. It, it's that, part that, of this that'll be the final
0: straw for me for Amazon.
1: Right. So like go actually going back to that conversation about the theater thing. I get it, Amazon. Mr. Amazon if you're watching. Um, the reason why we get these mid-budget films is so because they aren't spending too much money on the release. Right.
0: Um, I this still like want this see is like a in $60 theaters. million dollar film and and they don't want to spend another 60 on putting it out. I get it.
1: Right. We're getting so we're like it's, the It's I don't streaming... agree with it, but I get it yeah streaming has sort of helped create the rise of mid budget films again um, for better and for but, worse
0: exactly It means you there, don't get to see a lot you don't get to see a lot of these movies in the theater, but you do get to see a lot more of them that you than you did. That's another thing we've sort of been circling in 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 hypes cast
3: uh, yeah, it's uh, how a compromise. Stre-
0: streaming has been very good for distribution, so you know yes yeah. yeah
1: anyway, um, we can move on, I think. Alright, another biggie. This is Avatar, the last airbender, the Netflix series.
0: Um, I, I gotta say, um, I've only seen the first season of the animated series. Um, but this looks exactly like it. Uh so I have to say why are we doing it? Like I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um with like the hype around doing live action versions of of animated projects um we
1: did a few recently we've right? done
0: a few recently and there's always been excitement around it like oh they're gonna do a live action version that'll be so cool but it's almost like why and, and with all the disney reboots of course th- those are almost their own beast but well, like you know
2: what it is
0: I, I know what it is but like artistically because i, I as far as i understand this one is this live action netflix series is being helmed by the creators of the original animated show i, I think that's true um, Albert
1: kim is the show showrunner i don't know shoot, who that person uh, i'm is. not
0: i'm not i don't know the people's names i thought i had read that um i hope that's right I, sh- looks, I should have yeah, prepped myself before we recorded um but what i was gonna say is, is, is just so why do it like, no, I, why do this? Like the animated series is very, very good. And it does all this already. Like this, seriously, the trailer, it looks good, but it's because yeah. it looks exactly like the show. Like like I, I've seen, like I said, I've only seen the first season, but I recognized most of these moments verbatim from what I've seen. Right. So it's like, yeah. why do this? We already have the, the good thing that exists. Why do it again just for like this weird live action prestige? Like I know why they do it. It's so they can cash the same check twice. But like...
2: I have arguments it, it, for and it, against it, it. It feels
0: so bankrupt to me. Like it, yeah. it, it, in, a, in a weird way. Although... Again, I thought I remembered that the original creators were involved in this one, so it has a little bit oh, more. Oh, I think I think they probably are. Uh, just, but it's it know. still just feels like, well, why if you already did it perfectly once, why do it a second time?
1: So, the arguments for and against. So, um th- there's also the fact that because of CGI, like the the other part about Especially the Disney ones, is that it feels like it's still just a cartoon. You know what I mean? Where it's like, what's the point right, in doing a live action calling remake?
0: The, calling the Lion King remake live action was fucking laughable, right? Yeah. Where
1: it's just like it's just a different type of cartoon, it's a different type and of this, animation. Yeah, and this almost because it's like it's all clearly green screen. It's very fantasy, so it's like it. it yeah, it doesn't look that much different. The argument for, um, is. I don't think there's enough people for this to really matter for. But for example, there are people like my parents who will not watch a cartoon. They will probably watch this. So like there are new people they will get just by being live action. You're right. Just,
0: yes yeah, you're absolutely right. It, yeah, for sure. But it's the reason, the reason why many? we don't just rest on the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings movies from the 70s. Right.
1: I don't think there's that many though, to be honest. I don't think because this is this is already pretty cartoony. So like I think most people watching this will just be fans of the cartoon. It's not the same as say The Last of Us. Like The Last of Us, there's just people who aren't playing video games. So it and, made are yeah,
0: never going to play the game. Yeah. Right.
1: So it made sense to make a an adaptation, yeah. even though it was just even pretty it was, much it was the exact a little bit of I
0: little bit of a little bit of a little bit
1: of a it's it's Yeah, a I think you're right. Ultimately where it's like, I don't know why we're doing this. I mean, you know, it does you look could, good. There's a it lot of remakes that have this issue, but like, this is definitely a, a genre. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen the Shyamalan one, which this looks oh, exactly just dis- like
0: disregard it. it the, that's crap.
1: Right. But it looks aesthetically ex- like the set pieces looks, and stuff. Yeah, Everything's
0: going to look the same for sure. But... It
1: reminds me of the Percy Jackson show. Like that also looks exactly like the bad movies. Um, but I just wanted to speak to the damage that Shambalan did because I am watching this trailer and I am just I am not getting excitement. I am like, ugh, <laughs> because the only frame of reference I have, the only thing, the imagery that I am seeing in this, all it's doing is invoking the bad Shambalan movie in me, which is sad because, by all accounts, the sh- the TV show, the cartoon, is amazing. It's very good, yeah, right. So that's just speaks to like why bad remakes kind of are damaging sometimes where I'm like, I'm looking at this and all I'm thinking about is Shambhalan. um, But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. The other thing I, I mentioned in our notes, but it sounds like it's less of a problem. It's a cartoon. People don't age. Like they, they have three seasons, which isn't that many, but it's like, these kids are going to stranger things, you know? Like, yeah, it's they that better it... be shooting this before the kids get hideous.
0: Like you said, it's only three seasons for the animated show. Yeah. So it's not that there's not that many episodes of of the Last Airbender. All
1: right, but if there's like a pandemic or a strike or something,
0: oh, it's yeah. going to get uh, real bad yeah. for these. Those families. kids are mutants now in Stranger yeah. Things.
1: Yeah, let's yeah, move yeah, on. Like thirty. Yeah, let's move on. This is yeah. I this looks good. It's just yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, Constellation. This is Apple TV. Uh, which I'm actually
0: really think- into this. I it, I'm not clear on whether this is a show or a movie. It, it's a series. Okay. Which is a little less, <laughs> less into, but still into because of the nature of what it is. So it's like this is about Numi Rapace uh, from the original Girl with a Dragon Tattoo.
2: And Prometheus.
0: And Prometheus, that's right. Is an astronaut who's come back to Earth after some tragedy killed her fellow astronaut on the space shuttle space station. And she's experiencing like space dementia on Earth where she's having hallucinations. And a lot of them seem to be centered around her daughter where she's seeing different versions of her daughter that don't exist. But that's just like one aspect of what's happening to her after coming back from space. Uh, and it just looks like a really cool mind fuck thriller. Yes. Um, it, and I, 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 love, I love space shit. I love spooky space. Because space right. is spooky to me. So, oh, yeah.
1: Space is terrifying. Yeah. And I love when it's treated like yeah. there's like kind of this like intangible elements we these things out
0: there we don't know the fucking rules out there there's black holes in space science yeah, I, can barely define them remember so, the astronaut's wife yeah
1: like i love the vibes of movies like that or like the space x-files episode um remember space
3: oh i like remember like yeah.
1: haunted astronaut i love it when it's treated like a phantom aliens in weird ways all i say is that the vibes i got from this there's an episode of tng called frame of mind and the plot is spoilers for Frame of Mind, um, nineteen ninety three is Frame of Mind. But Riker um, th- is rehearsing a play, and then the play starts becoming his reality. Um, and he, oh no, sorry, I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of the wrong one. Fuck. Um, so sorry, scrap that. It's not Frame of Rhyme. So, okay. uh, sorry, everybody. Riker, Riker uh, lands on a planet. And he gets attacked by a fog and he wakes up and it's like 15 years in the future and he's old and he's the captain all of a sudden and um, he uh, has a son and they just say you did this virus that wiped out your memory. And then everything around him starts getting weirder and weirder and like inconsistent. And then he, re- and then it reveals that he's actually on a holodeck run by um, the Romulans, I believe. And they're trying to get information and the kid is still there. And then that starts making sense. And then it gets revealed that it's all just the kid. And the kid is actually an alien who's lonely on this planet who just kidnapped Riker and is just like, you know, doing mind games with him. Right. Layers um,
0: and layers of, of, um... Yeah.
1: And I got that vibe from this so that she's like, you're not my kid. And I feel like the show wants us to think that she's going nuts, but I think it's all the kid. Like, that's, I'm going to just call it now. I think the kid is doing some shit. I think that's an alien. I think it's an alien that's fucking with her, that's uh, uh, fucking up her mind or something. Yeah,
3: maybe. That's my,
1: yeah. I, I mean, to- it, it, yeah, it might not be that, but that's, I'm just, I love calling this. Making a very specific um, theory now.
0: Either way, I'm into it. Also, Mike is in it. Oh yeah, me too. Mike from Breaking Bad. You never want to see Mike in space. That's bad.
1: No, I don't think he should be in space. I don't. Don't go to
0: space with Mike. That's not a good idea.
1: This also looks scary.
0: It 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 looks looks creepy. It looks creepy. Yeah,
1: there's like weird like astronauts with skull. Like it's it's I I don't know. It looks really fucking. It looks like genuinely um
0: and i i like the
1: eerie like a horror
0: movie i like the title too, constellation like connecting the dots yeah it's it's simple but it's i'm 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 into this i'm really into this i'm excited to see it
1: yep one of the writers is a producer of breaking bad so
0: but that's why mike's Um, there yeah
1: (laughs) i just also want to say i being an astronaut it must be awful to you you like every tr- every tro with an astronaut starts and you go like oh cool i'm an astronaut and then something horrible happens to them and it's like thanks like like it's really just funny that the way we depict being an astronaut is just peril constant peril a, and that's got to be stressful right to be an astronaut and every movie about you is about how you're gonna die
0: it must be i have a tiny tiny secondhand story uh from crack to share Ooh, um cracked got uh, uh, um, an ad, they call them RFPs, requests for pitches, um, for Dead Space 2. But uh, the stipulation behind it was that nothing that was pitched could make space travel look bad. And it's like, (laughs) this is Dead Space 2, about an astronaut getting beset by demonic zombies across the cosmos <laughs> like <laughs> this game makes being an astronaut look bad <laughs> like,
2: that's amazing
1: i love shit like that we are yeah. like fucking what what <laughs> all right i like, guess we'll figure your this out.
0: Game, the point of your game is that space is fucked up and that's
1: we shouldn't so be there <laughs> yeah. anyway that's incredible all right next trailer is for um hold on oh, hold on it's the jennifer it's for, lopez oh yeah it's for i am here dot 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 now the neil breen film
0: no um this no. is me but it dot, is, dot 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 now a love story it's
1: almost the same time yeah
0: my the slack channel that i have with my uh, former collider co-workers i drop uh, as soon as this trailer came out i dropped that neil breen <laughs> poster yes <in>
3: there.
1: <laughs> this is um this is Jennifer Lopez seemingly making a musical about about her, her love own life,
0: life. <laughs> about her love life. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Is just,
1: yeah, I mean,
0: it's like really embarrassing.
1: It's embar- I, I love the idea of being like one of her exes and seeing this musical and being like, come on. Well, it's <laughs> fuck are you going to make one of our, our fights a musical? Come, yeah. come the fuck out. Here's what I'll say she has every right to do this the same way prince had every right to make his batshit films of course you know what i mean yeah where it's like go for it go for it j-lo uh this has neil degrasse tyson in it (laughs) according to imdb sure i don't know what to do about that i don't know who who we call about that we alert
0: about this information no it just i don't know (laughs) <laughs> like it I mean, feels there's, very there's, self-indulgent it does there's no denying that jennifer lopez is an icon but like she's not at the level of beyonce or taylor swift and this is the kind right. of movie you make when you're at that level right she wrote this right like it, yeah It. i don't know maybe that's un- unfair for me to say but it just this movie feels a little desperate
1: it feels again self-indulgent yes. I, I
0: see i don't I don't know if it maybe it, not desperate, but like more like uh, it's hard. It, it's it just it's such a vanity. It is such a vanity project. I
1: think what it is is that uh, uh, she made it this like wild fantasy musical, and I think it's because the stories are probably not that interesting. I I may, might be wrong there. Um, like maybe there's something interesting. I don't here, I don't, I don't actually know much about like
0: her uh, her personally, like her life. You know? Right, it,
1: right. It just feels right now like they're not. There's they're not selling anything. And what I mean by that is, it feels like she says, like, ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be in love. And then it's about this woman who and has then multiple like this, marriages. Right, it's like this
0: Baz Luhrmann epic about all the marriages she had, and they all look very underwhelming. Like That's very what I mean. But the
1: marriages don't look. and Again, maybe they are. They need to sell it then, because it shows her like fighting in a marriage counselor situation shit like that, where it's like, it's so mundane and she's so rich and it's just like, I don't know, man. Right. You're, it's you're like, taking you're like... one
0: of the most famous people in the world. And you're, you're just doing like this expensive outlandish musical about your relationships. It's like, come on. <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> it's like
1: taking the world's smallest violin and turning it into a giant exactly. musical. Like,
0: is this really fucking culturally relevant?
1: Yeah, but, again, musical artists are just known for making batshit films. Right, and
0: as an artist, you're constantly mining from your own life, like, of course. Like, it's just, yeah. she's not the first person to do something like this. It's just like, man, you put out a trailer like this, it's like, dude.
1: Again, very <laughs> self-indulgent. Like, yeah, very this fucking... is just like,
0: Why I'm the Best by Jennifer Love. It's like, okay, come on.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty wild. I... I also have to note that Ben Affleck's in this. He is hurt. They're they're together again, right? I'd be
0: shocked if he wasn't in it. Yeah, they are right. together again.
1: So he is playing himself, as far as I one I'm would assume. Concerned. And I just, for one, I need I need sweatpants, cigarette, Ben Affleck with Dunky Donuts. Donkeys. Yeah, just wandering through this Baz Lerman shit, just <laughs> like where it's like giant across the screen harp. with
0: his fucking yeah, donkeys
1: not not into any of it you know because i guarantee he wasn't into this <laughs> like there's no way ben Affleck like would have been in this if you know like he he got dragged into this fucking musical like i i don't know it's uh i can't i like that alone makes me want to see it just to watch i hope he's just frowning the whole time
0: his wife's previous marriages
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just begrudgingly it's, it's participating a
0: it's a it's a big ask
1: <laughs> it's an amazing thing for someone to do. Again, like the we're making bulbous. a lot of
0: assumptions. Like he's, it's none of that's in the trailer.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, again, it was written by her and another guy, so maybe, maybe it's way more fictional. But it just feels like it's Jennifer Lopez making a giant, elaborate musical about her past marriages, and that is so funny to me that that's like the most. It's again, it's the most uninteresting thing that someone is being. Is is like it's, making so, it's an ar- and it's very. It's an, de-
0: it's an arrested development thing to do.
1: Yeah, I like love, I kinda love it, it. I kind of love it, but I'm never going to watch it.
0: I might. I might watch it. Yeah, like I kind of like it's like glitter, right?
1: Yeah, I was about to say this is something <laughs> Todd Brown to would make us watch. Um, it gives uh, me glitter yeah, so like vibes said, it's and like glitter is a <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a ridiculous, embarrassing like. It'll be an artifact, you know, of this time. The way you go back and watch fucking what is it, Cherry Moon? um Oh, Under the Cherry go, Moon. Is, under is Cherry Moon, you go like, what is, the fuck is this?
0: That movie deserves to be watched because that movie is incredible. In man. <laughs> but yeah it's out of its, its just, mind and it's always it has, it's all out kind of its of mind it has but it, but it's totally fictional like it has not it's like prince oh, yeah. is the lead character but it's not about his life it's just this it's looney tunes and weird and out of its yeah. mind like it's the crazy it's one of the craziest movies i've ever seen yeah there's a scene where him and um uh jerome from the fucking time are in a restaurant and they look up and see a bat and they shriek and run out.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is a scene. That's how the scene ends.
0: It's a fucking comedy. Like there's so many comedy beats that end scenes and under the cherry moon. It really is like, I think, I don't know. Anyway, it's like, a, it's, <laughs> it's like a Bugs Bunny movie. That movie is, is fascinating for a different reason, but yes, right. it also falls hope- into this totally self-indulgent, musicians just using their clout to get a movie made. That's not really about anything.
1: Right. And so like the worst, this one could be is boring. It's just like, give me fucking, just be out of your mind and then I'll be happy. Then we'll, we'll be good. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I might have to hear other people like see it first, you know? And then, cause I want this to be like cats, you know, I want it to be like grotesque and terrifying uh Should we talk about this next one?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, let's move on.
1: Bleeding Love. This is starring the McGregors. And what I mean by that is it stars Ewan McGregor as a father and then Clara McGregor as his daughter, who is in fact his daughter in real
0: life. Um, she looks a lot like him. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's jarring. And a couple of, some. whoa. It's, it's a little.
1: I mean, she's been around the block. I looked her up, so it's not like
0: complete oh, it's nepo baby the, it's stuff. First movie I've seen her in, but
1: first movie I've seen her in. She's been doing movies, so that's what I mean. Is like, yeah, I mean, it's a little nepo baby, obviously. Well, of course,
0: but, yeah, it's a big sweeping drama carried entirely on on the back of your extremely famous dad.
1: Yeah, like, but she nobody, has. She nobody an American would horror care story. about this
0: movie if you McGregor wasn't in it for sure
1: yeah but she's been around like for the sure. point yeah. is that like, yeah that's fair yeah she she's clearly been doing stuff i just think it's funny because it's about his daughter who's um
0: right it's it's a I, it's I, literally about a dad and his drug addicted daughter and it's yeah. like man
1: and it was just like even mcgregor being like if you want to make it you got to play a junkie that's how i made it mm-hmm. it's like just it's like a little unofficial train spotting let's yeah,
0: just get teeing her up for a train spotting
1: yeah it's, um, and that's it. That's the whole, it's I like mean, it they're on a road trip. Look, yeah,
0: it doesn't look bad.
1: It doesn't look bad. Like it, it, I don't think there's anything like she looks like she's doing good in it. Like there's, it's, what, they it did, just... it's not like they didn't write it. It's not about them. You know, they're just doing the, yeah, the, the I, movie. It,
0: it was, it's, it was hard to separate it though. When I was watching the trailer.
1: Yeah. And they're, they're using it to sell the movie. Of I course. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the. Um,
0: so it's hard to look at this trailer uh, beyond a gimmick. Although, like, indiv- like the individual scenes they show in the trailer do seem good. And obviously, Ewan McGregor is great. Like, clear- you know, he's got, you know, he's got 30 years of, of credits of being awesome. Um, so, like, when you yeah. see him in a movie like this, you're like, well, you when you see Ewan McGregor in a movie, you- you- you're like, well, it's at least going to be like a little watchable. Um,
1: yeah, I mean removing removing the um the gimmick my my issue with this trailer is it doesn't feel like there's enough meaning that like it feels like kind of an indie one of those indie films that's like pulling from a lot of indie film ideas which is like road trip we love our road trips right for indies like indie road trip film father daughter she's addicted to uh, maybe heroin i don't know um she's addicted to something she ods and then that's kind of it and i'm like oh that's a cute little indie film but, like, there's so many of these, you know? They're kind of a dime a dozen where I'm like, well, what's special about this one? Um, It might be very good, but I don't really know. I Like, I, I don't... This doesn't make me want to see it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It doesn't, like... There's nothing about it that seems unique from every other movie that's like this
1: yeah it has okay rating it it, it has only like five reviews and one of them the one of them that is marked as a positive review says a meandering road trip that eventually finds its way home i'm like that doesn't sound positive at all um so i don't know it it sounds like it's just slice of life to you know like I'm not saying that there isn't an audience for this i'm just not the audience like i i don't know it's fair Uh, put put a fucking time travel in it Uh
3: yeah
2: (laughs) make it weirder give us a werewolf some shit i don't know man yeah give me something
1: werewolf would be good you know what is my jam (laughs) this next one
0: yeah let's talk about it
1: ripley uh and i was like ripley what kind of Ripley are we talking about here? And then the I saw it was Andrew, uh, what's his name? Fucking Andrew Scott? Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Andrew Scott. And I was like, oh, that's got to be the talented Mr. Ripley. And it is, in fact, a TV show, I believe, based off the talented Mr. Ripley that has a sudden John Malkovich in the trailer. Um,
0: Surprise, John Malkovich. will get you every time. It's like a shark. Yeah.
1: This is Andrew Scott, after Sherlock had like that like, you right know, Well, that he's also fan base. He's
0: also the hot priest on Fleabag. right, right
1: yeah. Um, um, so and, it's not it's not
0: just Moriarty.
1: Everybody wanted to see him and, and Victor Frankenstein. Everybody wanted to see you know him get it on with Sherlock and stuff. so like this just feels perfect for his fan base um, to make a Ripley, uh, a talented Mr. Ripley film. It also just looks, I don't know, fun.
2: What do you think?
0: Yeah, I never saw the Matt Damon one. Oh, shit. Um, I know the premise. Like, I know he murders the guy and takes his identity. And I know that's yeah, kind like of a like a
1: sexy thriller.
0: Right. Like, I know that's the premise of the books. Um, so I'm in. I'm into this. The show. Um, I like that it's in black and white. Or at least the trailer is. Um, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, because it is, a, a, as I understand it, the books and the movie take place in like the 40s. Right. Um, also
1: when you read the book it's in black and white like the text
0: oh true yeah, mm, yeah. really staying true really being a faithful adaptation yeah. um but yeah no i'm into it um yeah i haven't seen sherlock or fleabag um so i don't really know uh have too much um familiarity with andrew scott um
1: oh he's delightful he's moriarty in sherlock i know and it's it's one of those things where when you watch it at first you're like this isn't moriarty at all, and then you're like, "This is delightful, though." Like he plays a like a really interesting version, so he's he's fun in that. the um, The director of this and the the writer who adapted the obviously from the book is the writer of Schindler's List, Claire in Pre- Present Danger, uh, Mission Impossible, <laughs> Hannibal, Gangs of New York, uh, American Gangster, Money Ball, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo the Irishman so we're in good hands here I mean a lot of those are adaptations mind you um but you know that's that's pretty good right yep. that's a good run yeah not bad <laughs> I didn't know you hadn't seen the the no the I've Damon never I've movie. never you seen the Matt
0: Damon, Damon one yeah never this seen
1: it. A sexy thriller Tom
0: mm. from like he, 1999 like too right
1: I know, yeah. It's it's like the one of the last of the sexy thrillers.
0: It's the final sexy thriller of the '90s.
1: Yeah, and then, um, I mean, Sherlock's fine. (laughs) Sherlock's trash, but I loved it. Like it's a. I'm all
0: set. I'm all set.
1: It's like Um, you saw the Dracula show. Yeah, with with what's
0: his nuts, Um, Stephen Moffat. I'm all set. I'm all set with him. Does he suck? (laughs) Uh, Kinda. Oh no! Like I kind of can see the. the 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 cracks there yeah like that dracula show was mm.
3: (laughs) oh yeah see
1: that's what i I like see i like his schlock i really like his schlock a lot where it's like i mean sherlock people will argue that the first couple scenes were legitimately good i think it was all kind of schlocky um and that's what i enjoyed about it any any, i mean any troubled genius stuff is doesn't go down great anymore yeah that's fair to begin with um but yeah uh I don't know, that's all to say, this looks... I, I want to see this. I want to see what John Melkovich is doing in there.
0: He's wearing a beard. Well, he's that's into... at least one thing he's doing.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's uh, move on. The Peasants is the next one. I saw this I was when I went and saw um, The Zone of Interest for the second time this was playing before. This is... Watch the trailer for this. They literally... It's an animated film where every frame is an oil painting. To which I say, like, why... That seems hard.
0: Oof! And they and they say in the trailer over 100 painters.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Made this movie. Like man, That's it seems work. seems like a lot of work. And I gotta be honest, the end result does not look that good.
1: <laughs> it's a yeah. It also well, the thing is, they clearly also shot it
0: right. It
3: just looks and, like, <laughs> it,
0: it just looks like rotoscoping in a di- it, with a different filter on it. Like it, it looks like a lot <laughs> of work for not a lot of like the artistic <laughs> grandeur of it just isn't really that high. Like it just looks like rotoscoping with a I different filter on it.
1: I love how unimpressed we are. Because I know they it was so impressive.
0: exhaustively intensive. It must've been, but like when you're just doing an oil painting of a frame of film, it, it just looks like rotoscoping.
1: Here's the thing about oil painting in this style. This is a art style that like uh, my dad kind of paints this way um, where as a painting, it's very impressive, right? Because realism, because it's detail and realism. The problem is, yeah, making that as an animation is that it, it's what you're saying where it's like, Oh, this just feels like it could have been a filter <laughs> because they are not doing anything surreal with the painting. You know, like when you when you look at Waking Life or a Scanner Darkly, they're doing they're they're they feel like they're doing stuff to justify it. They're making the world weird around them. Yeah. They're using it to create neat effects. This is that it's not like a sci-fi like like it's the rotoscope style is a good way to get around if you have a low budget film and you can't afford the effects to look good, right? Is that like you can if you do it that way and you draw a space ship that they're on it doesn't have to look photorealistic because it's all rotoscoped. This just looks like they could have shot this on a pretty modest set. Um, it Again, don't get me wrong. It looks gorgeous. It's about, it's in, it's, it's Poland's submission for the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. And it is about a small village with this woman who is basically trying to deal with a lot of shitty dudes. Um, the, the trailer, when i saw it warned about sexual assault in this so be warned about that um it but it it does feel like like again it's beautiful it's objectively beautiful and it's a great accomplishment right um i just wish the subject matter was something that was more visually interesting
0: right because it's about like it's like a soap opera drama land struggle um in like early twentieth century Poland it appears to be. Um just like like the days of our lives but in a rural setting um among peasant farmers in Poland. Uh, which isn't does which is it's not a bad movie, but it's like a weird subject to apply this style to
1: this director made another oil painting film oh uh they made a film that we covered i believe called loving vincent and that was a story about van gogh all painted rotoscope painted in the style of van gogh that makes more sense to me because that's in a style that is very unique right where it's like let's do a van, a live action or sorry if an animated van gogh um where it's this abstract interesting style That's I I just think that that makes way more sense to me than this, which is like I get what they're going for, which is like this old timey oil painting style. It's just, again, like, I don't know. I I feel so silly saying it, but it's like I just wish they had something more interesting to paint visually. Like, I'm sure the story is interesting, you know, I'm sure. Of
0: course. Yeah. But you're right. It's like it's a weird like I said, it's a weird subject matter to apply this such uh, a loud stylistic choice to
1: right you could argue that like well nobody would watch this otherwise it would just be another like period piece independent film and they might be right you know where it's like this at least makes it stand out in an, an interesting way um but yeah these directors have made a bunch of these so like i guess for them they're just like yeah we we got it we know how to do this uh we know how to do a painting movie um. so I don't know like they've made three movies using tactics like this they also did something called little postman oh that's a short though so that was like a proof of concept so I guess they they did loving Vincent and then they did this um fair and I don't know it's a really cool idea oh they also did the 2010 the flying machine uh 3d live action live action animation family feature with heather graham not sure. sure what that's about
0: yeah that's probably a movie yeah let's uh let's let's move on
1: all right uh the kitchen yeah. this is uh i i got this, children of men vibes from this this
0: was kind of a confusing trailer because i didn't know what it was about
1: yeah. So like apparently, the, the, the
0: trailer really doesn't make it clear that it's a dystopian future movie. Like, yep. yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know what it was about.
1: <laughs> apparently, all it's, it's the description is a dystopian future London where all social housing has been eliminated. Um, so that's interesting. And then it's just about a, a, a community that's being pushed out of their home that's refusing to. I didn't need to know too much what it was about. Like, this was for me. This was in the vibe of like. Don't tell me too much. Um, Yeah, um, I just um, needed,
0: I needed a little bit more. Like this is a very brief trailer with really just images and it's just a lot of dystopic images, but it doesn't give you any hint of story or what the stakes are or who the characters are. It's just kind of vibes. So this, this one was really tough for me. Like I didn't know, I didn't know what the fuck this was about. Like I didn't know what it was. So it was, it's kind of, kind of hard for me to get on board with it, honestly. (laughs)
1: Did you see who directed it or co-directed it? No. Daniel Kaluya from fucking Oh, nope. I saw he was a producer. <laughs> get out. Yeah, he he co-directed it. Um it, I I'm pretty excited for this just because he also co-wrote it. Um just because I love them Children of Men vibes. And so this looks like it, it just looks um interesting and bleak
0: it does look interesting and bleak but like i don't know why it's bleak i don't know what the bleakness right. is like i don't know what the the what the dystopia is like i don't know anything about this project so it's yeah. like it was just like a minute-long trailer of a bunch of dystopic shit and it's like the kitchen watch it uh, maybe <laughs> so like, this one was, t- this one was genuinely this- tough for me this
1: trailer it, i think it's like because when you click on it it's unlisted and only has less than a thousand views so my guess is there's they haven't quite started pushing it um although this is official trailer two and that's wild to me because this feels more like a teaser like you're saying yeah which is like it's not it's not trying to tell us too much which is fine except if we're at trailer two i kind of want to know a little more yeah yeah like if you hadn't
0: said it was a dystopia i wouldn't have known that yeah like yeah I, it, it, it's hard to tell it, whether this is like is this like a movie about like some modern war zone like i don't it's yeah. it's it's impossible to tell what this fucking the, movie's yeah. about
1: for the people making this trailer less is more for sure but give us like a caption just real quick that just says like the year yeah, like is 2060
0: blank. or some shit yeah. yeah give me something
1: yeah uh give me hundreds of beavers tom
0: yes the next film
1: we covered this on more hype but this is the new hundreds of beavers um it, trailer, it may have I been really like a to...
0: year ago that we covered this on more hype but
1: yeah i just have to remind people that this is coming it's uh i love that they have the fucking guy madden pull quote um because it is sort of you watch it and you go like i want to hear what guy Madden has to say about this because <laughs> it's very guy madden for yeah. people he did my winnipeg and fucking the forbidden room um this is like Both a movies black recovered. and white yeah uh and i i want us watch this this is a black oh, yeah. and white like slapstick um done in a in an old timey like cartoon slapstick style um where a man is fighting a lumberjack is fighting hundreds of beavers and it's just people in beaver costumes i think the slapstick in this looks legitimately good
0: it looks fun it's animated like it's it's black and white but the and the beavers are people in costumes but it's the sequences are are cut together or animated like one of those old-timey cartoons sort of like sort of like a bit of a cuphead vibe um if you're familiar with that slapstick is
1: yeah and slapstick is hard to make me laugh and so this like when it does i'm like quite interested like when the beavers are kicking the crap out of him or like the, the guy like nails someone in the face with something in at one point in the trail like it looks i don't know it just looks fun
0: yeah it looks good
1: yeah i'm i'm excited about this just um i don't know i people everybody should watch the trailer for this um it's just kind of charming and um i don't know there's it's just watch the trailer it's it's so hard to describe too um but it's it's just nice to see good slapstick i think the last slapstick thing that made me laugh was the dungeons and dragons where he glitches as the bard glitching
0: oh yeah that's a good bit
1: that is a good bit um all right we got one more one more trailer let's do it this i almost made more hype and then i read the reviews This is crazy house with a K crazy house. This movie does kind of deserve more hype because it stars Alicia Silverstone and Nick Frost. Uh, and it is a, in the style of a 90s sitcom. And then it's about a guy who has to like, start killing people. It's like, it's like they do this. The trailer is like in the style of a '90s sitcom, and then it like cuts to like Nick Frost shooting a bunch of people, right?
0: Right, yeah. It's it's a '90s sitcom family, and Nick Frost is the dad, and and it's filmed and and staged like a '90s sitcom, like Empty Nest or something like that. Um, right, but he cracks like he, he's clearly like he's doing a falling down, um, and it has gotten terrible reviews, as you noted terrible in the reviews. notes.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. Some of the reviews compared it to Greasy Strangler. And if if that's the case, I'd be like, oh, I'm in. I know why it got bad reviews. But it sounds like, uh, reading more into the reviews, it sounds like they tried to do the too many cooks thing. And that's already been done, right? So it's like, okay, well, I've already seen that. And then it sounds like it was more grading. Like it was more like, apparently the sitcom stuff last like fucking 80 minutes like they like that's the it sounds like they do they stay on the same bits for way too long and they're just trying to be very edgy in a way that most critics were like saw right through um Hmm. and so i don't know i it's like it's gotten a good amount of reviews and everybody's hating it i don't know maybe it's if it's like greasy strangler then that's a like i understand it a little more you know
0: yeah that's a tough movie to like
1: yes but i like i like what they accomplished as making something so grotesque this the reviews don't seem to really say that um it's more just that people are like
0: yeah it it seems the judging just by the the trailer it just seems like a sketch premise that
1: went on too long
0: yeah it just seems like a sketch premise so i don't know how right. you, i don't know how you make an 80 minute movie out of this but
1: bloody disgusting called it a grading exercise in empty violence and shock value so i'm just like oh okay like i don't know i don't know about this i i still want to watch it because what the fuck is what is going on alicia Silverstone, nick frost making this um but it might be a swing and a miss yeah and a big swing
0: yeah it's a big swing i love that it looks weird as shit and i do have to kind of watch it just because of how weird it looks yeah um but you're right it does just look like the too many cooks sketch
1: right which that's that's the big thing going against it which is like oh we did that like five years ago and now you're doing it again and it's like yeah i mean we did it we did it you do. You're taking the too many cooks sketch, which is the whole point of that sketch. Is it runs way longer than you expect, um, and then you're making it like a full fucking, you know. I don't know. It just mm. and, and you're hearing like. I guess he spends a lot. of, the, There's a part where Nick Frost is crucified for a while. <laughs> there's a lot of weird Jesus stuff. I don't know. It's uh, they they shoot a dog with a shotgun. <laughs> Like, shit like that, where it's like, this feels like the underground comedy movie more than it feels like the Greasy Strangler. Remember the underground comedy movie?
0: I mean, I haven't seen it, but I remember...
1: The infomercials?
0: Yeah, and I remember them covering it on the Hot One Hundred Hot Dog podcast.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, I just remember the infomercials on Comedy Central. I never watched it either, because the infomercials were some of the most... If you don't remember the the infomercials, it was one of the most repellent things. They kept saying like, "It's guaranteed to offend you. you Your money back." And I'm like, i being like, it was that. It's that thing where like, they they thought edginess yeah,
0: was the was like a don't quality. Think I need a guarantee on that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like,
1: and they thought like, "Oh, it's so offensive." It was the South Park era, right? Where like, being offensive was enough to carry you in the eyes of some people and it was like no it has to be funny
0: yeah it's got to be some purpose or intent behind it yeah you know
1: I'm still going to watch this
0: yeah I think so too
1: yeah the morbid curiosity of it like I, I I still have to know what the fuck this is so yeah everybody check out the trailer to Crazy House with a K don't know why oh I assume that's Supposed to be the name of the sitcom.
0: Yeah, Is that it's, the it, idea in, in, within the trailer. That's the name of the sitcom.
2: That's not a good sitcom name. No, yeah.
0: I mean Crazy House with a K. That's pretty nineties, right?
2: Is it? Yeah, yeah I, guess. I
0: guess so. You know, all right. A lot of sitcoms are just based on phrases. Yeah, that's fair. Empty Nest, Family Matters, Family Ties, Growing Pains,
2: Crazy House,
0: Crazy House. Yeah.
1: All right, let's move on. Let's. Th- Let's thank some producers.
0: Oh, let's do it.
1: Big ol' thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas Francis. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to David Knife Boot. Knife Boot. Roadhouse. Road thank you Barbara's awesome, Barbara's great, and cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus-driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless and his elephant army. Demand you watch Lair of the White Worm. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Ed Nug. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Runes. Thank you so much. Thank you to Funky GM Mostly Comes Out at Night Mostly. Thank
0: you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Happy Holidays from the Ghost of David Andrew Thomas. Thank
2: Thank thank you. you. Thank
0: you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls.
2: Thank you. Thank you to
0: ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction. Gorge!
2: Thank you. Thank
0: you to Jay the Crow Baron says, Build a guillotine in Rich People's Yard 2024. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Lieutenant Frank Drebin, police squad. Nice. Thank you to Look Bob on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step
2: on
0: me. Step
2: Step on me. me.
0: Thank you to Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Defoe's confusingly large dick. Chill.
2: Thank you. And thank you to
0: Mercurial Oz.
2: Thank you. Let's do some news stories, Dave. Yeah,
1: Oscars. Let's talk Oscars. The
0: Oscars.
1: Best picture. We got American fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, barbie the holdovers killers of the flower moon maestro oppenheimer past lives poor things the zone of interest i still need to see poor things past lives maestro i've seen the oh and american fiction
0: yes i need to see those and zone of interest
1: Mm. so Um, i'm
0: still pretty behind i've only seen about half of this list
1: that's not bad um Best directing, uh, Justine Tr- Tr- Triet, T R I E T, for Anatomy of a Fall. I'll
0: probably Triet. Um,
1: it's just it's Killers, of The Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Zone of Interest. Um, yeah. Best actor, we got, uh, we got, let's see, uh, who I mean,
0: do we have anything specific <laughs> you want to call out? No,
1: yeah, like, that's what I did. I mean, so what, like everybody were... got mad at Barbie not getting best director and best actress in a leading role. And I would argue, yeah, give it to them. I don't think they should win either of those, but I think they should be nominated. It's weird for that.
0: it's weird they're not nominated. But like again, these are trade People... these are trade awards. They, exactly. These are the JD Power Awards. They are equivalent to the JD Power Awards that you hear about for fucking cars and car commercials. These yeah. are an industry trade award that people give each other to congratulate each other for doing a good job. So like the Oscars are important, no doubt, because they're a big cultural event in, in America. They, they put eyes on movies that otherwise would not have been seen. So obviously it is good to have as much diversity as, in, in terms of voices, experiences. The more different kinds of movies we can get into the Oscars, the better. But um, a movie not getting an Oscar nomination doesn't mean a fucking thing. It really doesn't. Like they have, if you don't know this, I know we've talked about this before, but maybe this is the first, maybe you're a new listener. Maybe this is the first like Oscar rant you've listened to uh, of ours. Um, They campaign for these. Like they take out ads for these in like Hollywood Reporter and other industry magazines um studio, there's a lot of political stuff. studios campaign for nominations and the nominations get decided by members of the academy who are largely made up of previous nominees so right. it's just it's just people blowing themselves like that's all it is yeah. i mean for uh, example you know, i
1: talked about this with zone of interest I just, like yeah, I, just, not zone of interest, I just wanted um, to say
0: there's no intrinsic artistic value to an art to an oscar
1: no um well, I say yes and no. I, there I is mean, and there
0: isn't. I mean, it's it it's just, it's a group of your peers coming together and saying you did the best, which does mean a lot. But also yeah, sure. it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't mean that a movie's good, like you should like it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that a movie that didn't get any Oscar nominations is is bad or somehow lacking. Yeah. It just means that. Maybe they didn't campaign hard enough, or maybe there was some political reason why they didn't get nominated. Like we mentioned with Anatomy of a Fall, where France wasn't submitting it as their uh, That's what I was selection say. for it's a best... political thing. Exactly, but and yet Anatomy of a Fall is nominated for best picture anyway. So it's it's totally political. It's completely political.
1: It's, it's a popularity still fun. contest. Yeah, it's still fun to root for things. Of but course. I have seen like Twitter always every every year twitter does this thing where people start going like why hasn't this movie that i saw got nominated like i saw a lot of that for um wes anderson's new movie which i would argue is a bad movie
0: Um, Uh, a lot of people did argue that yes (laughs) that movie did not get good reviews
1: but for a lot of people they're like this is one of the only films i saw this year why didn't this get nominated and it's like yeah this it's just because because you saw it doesn't mean for many reasons one like even You know, like, I don't think it was good. But even if you think it's good, the political reasons you just said, where it's like, maybe they didn't even go for it, you know?
0: Also, Um, the number of features that get produced every year now is like, man, like the Oscars. There's so
1: many arbitrary things like people talking. I was hearing like, why isn't Margot Robbie nominated? And I heard people go like, well, what would you bump off? And it's like, why do we have to bump anything off? Why can't there just be like whatever number, you know, like six that's or four. too much. Or, like,
0: I mean, there's yeah. there's a reason each category can't have 30 nominees. But. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> but I still, like, I don't know. It's it's all arbitrary is my point. Yeah, it's all random. Um,
0: yeah, it's random. Like, they, they j- have they, 10 best pictures. They, incre- they increase, yeah, they increase the number yeah. of best, best picture nominees because of The Dark Knight in 2008 because they wanted people to watch.
1: Right. Here's what I'll say. From what choices they gave. I think Barbie deserves Best Picture because I think of Best Picture because the people that it goes to are the producers. So I think of it as Best Picture is actually less like Best Producer in my head. Does that make sense? Where it's like, I really enjoyed Barbie. It was a lot of fun. But it's also like, what an accomplishment this year for them to have made this movie the way they made it and for it to come out as well. Like it's not my, it's not maybe not the best movie artistically this year. Although I think, I still think she deserves best directing nomination because I do it's, think there's a lot of it is, merit I, there. I
0: mean, I have always felt it's weird that a director doesn't get an award for a best picture win. That's yes. fucking weird. Yeah. Like why is it um, just the producers? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's hard though, because again, there's, there's a lot of good movies here. I'm just thinking of Barbie as, like, if you talk about it purely as, like, an industry award and not talking... Like, Best Picture is always that the weirdest award, right? Because it's like, are we judging these artistically? How are we judging them, right? Yeah. If we were judging this artistically, I would give Zone of Interest a lot. But that's not how we're necessarily judging it, right? Um, best. Yeah, I no, will that's say,
3: fair.
1: Yeah. If there is no reason, it would be... Th- this is the one that I'm personally invested in best sound if zone of interest does not get best sound as tarn-, tarn willers and johnny Byrne are the sound designers that would be i i don't know how they couldn't get best sound to give context the movie is all sound meaning that you never see the atrocities that happen you only hear it and if you go into the behind the scenes they made like a 600 page book chronicling what the events at Auschwitz and making the, the specific za- sounds to go along with it. Tom, I know you haven't, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but once you see it, it'll click where it's like this, this lives and dies by the sounds. It is one of the best sound designs I've seen in a movie period. Like it's incredible. Um, awesome. It's yeah, so no, I, nuanced I really watch and it, yeah. so good. Um, so like it would, I, I don't, I think it will, I think it will win best sound. I think there's, you can't, and, and maybe best editing, but I'm not sure because the editing, oh wait, no, it's not nominated. never mind So it's definitely not going to win that. No, um, Cause the editing, <laughs> well, the editing is very simple. So it's like, it doesn't stand out. Um, I gotcha. There's a case for best directing, but I think it should go to anatomy of a fall. Um, personally just because i also think sandra fuller should get some some best actress
0: personally for anatomy of the fall
1: yeah it's so subtle and it was so well done weirdly i wish she got it for um zone of interest which she's in as well but it's a very for support like she should be nominated for best supporting role for that movie but that's my do, do you have any favorites in here anything that you're like you think stood out
0: um, I mean, for Best Picture, I haven't seen enough of them to really make that call. Yeah. Um. Man, for what I've seen for for the directing noms, man, I don't know.
1: It's tough because it's Zone tough. of interest. Johnson like, laser. Yeah. Sorry, just going into like what, what, how do we judge these things, right? Yeah, and it's like. If I'm judging it by like just crafting a film artistically, Zone of Interest, he doesn't have to do much. It's kind of simple. And so for that reason, it like, like the editing where it's like kind of muted, except for the sound. So it's tough, man, because Scorsese killed it. Anatomy of a Fall again. Oppenheimer is really well
0: crafted. Yeah, honestly, like I think Nolan might win it.
1: He might, but he never really usually does.
0: He never usually does, which is why I think he might.
1: Yeah, like maybe. He's, yeah, he's, he's of... One
0: of he's he's like a I I I can see him being like a Peter Jackson win. Well, they're where they're like, well, we got to give it to you for something.
1: I could for that reason, I could also see Scorsese only because *Killers of the Flower Moon* is it's quite a film, you know, like it's so well crafted. It does weird things like breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. The way it's weird the way in some of the ways zone of interest is weird. Um, And so like, that's what my feeling of zone of interest is that not enough people watched it and it just won't ping people except for a few key things. Um, So I think it'll, yeah, I think like Oppenheimer killers, like I said, anatomy of a fall, I think would be a delight, but I don't know if that'll, that'll happen. Best actor, I couldn't care about, I guess Paul Giamatti. Fuck it. I love the holdovers.
3: <laughs> yeah. But that, that's win. like,
1: I'm just, I'm just throwing that out arbitrarily.
0: Yeah. I mean, man, best, best actor. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We like, we, we could go through every single one of these categories and I could basically say, I don't know. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Robert Downey Jr. is going to win supporting actor.
1: That would be interesting. I don't think he should. <laughs> that would be interesting. I think I, I, he did good in Oppenheimer, but...
0: He's great in it, but... Man,
1: now now that I'm looking at this... I mean, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I want Gosling, too, because that would be so be so dumb. But, um, yeah, that or Robert, De, or Robert De Niro. Either of the Roberts.
0: Either of the Roberts. Also, Sterling K. Brown is nominated. I haven't seen American Fiction yet. Like, each of these categories is going to be I don't know.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, because you haven't seen them all. Yeah. For me, I'm just like, I've seen enough of them that I have a strong opinions about how good they were where I'm like, the other movies can't possibly be as good. Um, Like I think zone of interest should at least get international feature film. I think that would be nice. uh, Like a, a good compromise. um, And should get best sound. I think anatomy of a fall should probably get best actress. And does it have a original screenplay? Let me look. Mm, i think the hold holdover should probably get original screenplay just i'm just doing first instincts here um adapted screenplay maybe oppenheimer uh i mean barbie probably
0: i don't know i mean it's also arbitrary where where it's like amazing screenplay i don't know
1: it's hard, yeah, it's hard because the way people vote also is so weirdly, the voting system's kind of fucked, so when, there's a difference between what we think should win and what will win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's why I'm saying, like, I think Zone of Interest should get more awards that it probably will get, um, and that's okay, it's just how it goes. Yeah, it's just movies. Um, like
0: I said, like, none of these really matter. I mean, no, they matter right. in terms of it gets a lot of publicity, it gets a lot of eyes on the movie, so it's 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 important that the Oscars are diverse and include as many different voices as possible. That definitely needs to continue changing. Yeah, But ultimately, oh, yeah. it really doesn't matter whether or not you win.
1: I am more happy with, like, both Anatomy in the Fall and um, fucking Zone of Interest came in at the last minute were fantastic. And there were two films I was like, for a while, I was like, I wonder if they'll get to the Oscars. And I'm just glad that they did. Um, I feel like those are going to be the films that most people are like, what the fuck is this film? And I <laughs> hope they go and see it, you know? Yeah, um, exactly.
0: That's the point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is the point. So it doesn't really matter, ultimately. Yeah. Um, Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're making a
1: new Jurassic World film.
0: It's going to be a total <laughs> reboot.
1: so they're saying they're they're continuing but rebooting like the characters right because it's still jurassic world right yeah like it's being called a new jurassic world and not a new jurassic park and they're saying they're launching a quote new jurassic era um so they'll probably it'll probably all new characters they need to stop like i know they're not going to they won't. The, they'll, no one they'll, has...
0: they'll never stop until these movies stop making a billion dollars and as shitty problem. as the last jurassic world was like as poorly received like it was poorly reviewed by both uh critics and audiences it's still made over a billion dollars
1: this is the problem that i i'm hope this is the pattern of the world that we we were just talking about it with what our lineup i hope this is breaking um because Indiana Jones, for example, I don't think they're going to make another one of those, no, even if they could. No, they won't. They can't, because Harrison Ford is 100. But even if they could, I think they, were, they, they s- firmly saw, okay, no one is buying this. And I, I have faith that that's the same thing that will happen here. But it is a grift. Like, it's, it's yeah. the equivalent of, like... The, the shitty pop-up ads where it's like we just need people to click on it right so like they just need to trick people to go into the theater and then and the, like using it's star wars star wars is doing the same thing right yeah. Yeah. they haven't made a good star wars in so long but everybody keeps trying to kick that football because it's star wars everybody loves star wars and they're just milking the goodwill that these series have yeah. until people will see a new jurassic park and shudder and it's like that doesn't seem like art.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even anath- seem like good. A... Kind of seems antithetical to art. It kind of it also seems antithetical to business. Honestly, was what I was going to say
1: it's not even good for blockbusters where it's like we're going to milk this until people see our brand and go like, ugh, like and like not like we're going to make you drink this so much that it makes you sick and it's never going to be good. <laughs> like none of the Jurassic Worlds were good not a single one they were very bad and they made billions that's that sucks yeah, they
0: each made over a billion dollars
1: <laughs> right so it's like i'm not mad at them for making a new one because it's like yeah of course they will they 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 hollowed this out it means nothing and now they can just cash these checks it's just free money mm-hmm. they don't have to think about it david Kep is just cranking these out yeah, one by one he? why wouldn't he? yeah He's, he yeah d- <laughs> they're probably giving him a lot of money yeah,
0: he wrote the first one and the second one gets eaten by a dinosaur in the second one
1: yeah and he made the new one he's, made, thought, he's made he's made his d-
0: money oh i don't I, he may have i don't actually <laughs> oh, know I, who wrote any of those
1: okay yeah i think david Kep is one of those guys where like he's made a lot of really good stuff but he's uh he's he also a made a lot
0: of really squ- bad shit he's just he's a, a hollywood stu- guy. he's a hollywood guy yeah he's just a studio writer yeah exactly and, and oh he director, wrote, he wrote dial of destiny
1: that's what it does. Oh, is. he
0: did? Sweet. Yeah, hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and Crystal Skull, which makes sense. And then Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. Anyway, um, so I guess he didn't do the new Jurassic World. So that's, I guess, maybe a good thing. But ultimately, like, just stop. Just stop.
0: Yeah. We can it stop it. It was stop never a these. franchise. No, it it, yeah. re- it really wasn't. Like, Jurassic Park it's right there in the fucking title. Like you can't, this is not an endlessly repeatable concept.
1: Imagine if they made 10 ET movies, like that's what it is, right? Where it's like, this was just a story, (laughs) a very simple story, not simple, but a very like self-contained story. The first one.
0: Yeah. Very specific story.
1: Yeah. It's just. And so every
0: fucking sequel is just, what if they did it again?
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so, Um,
0: dumb i'm not gonna see this yeah i'm
1: I'm just straight up saying like this is one of the things that i've been trying to do more and more is like i just i can't see these anymore you know yeah it's just terrible they're terrible and they keep banking on people going like well the last four were terrible what am i gonna do not see
0: it yeah maybe not watch it this time
1: yeah just stop yes
0: stop it off just giving money swatting people's hands
1: yeah exactly. stop it. yeah I'm gonna stand outside the theater, slapping hands when they're trying to buy tickets. uh, Should we think some more producers?
0: I think so, yeah,
1: all right, thank you to Mike the lurker. thank, thank, you. thank you very much. They get a Mongolian throat skanking. Thank you. They get to tell your wife how many Patreon subscribers you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank, thank. you. They get a musical guest the luda Christmas, Christmas Christmas hold on, the Luda Christmas children's choir.
0: There ah, you go. I got lost in that one. You got one. stuck on Christmas. <laughs> yep.
1: They get a No One Can Hear You Screaming Space McNulty. Thank you. They get a Norm from Cheers. Thank you. They get a Pete Forpagel. Thank you so much. They get a Numino Ultra Microscopic Silicol Volcano Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. They get a RevMD. Thank you so much. They get a Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. They get a Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid.
0: That's a weird thing to do with horses. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist.
2: Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the
0: conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head.
2: So Mm -hmm. convenient.
0: Thank you to the Midnight Patriot. What patrons at midnight? Yeah, baby, yeah. Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage.
2: Thank you. Thank you to the Tooby
0: Terror Bunny says the strikes may be over, but egg egg David Zaslav for fun and profit. Thank you. Thank you to these seven Bs. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers, Pratt Thompson.
2: Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank
0: you to Tip Drizzle. Tip. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Whitey a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. And thank you to your mom.
1: Thank you. You ever think about what your brain is doing when you're reading these? Like the, the synapses firing where they're like- My brain's not doing anything.
0: Like, it's, just, yeah. it's just passively receiving information so that when my dyslexia kicks up, it just- my brain just yes. keeps going like Ron Burgundy. Go fuck right, yourself, because... San Diego.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly, it's just, it's just funny where it's like, I wonder what this is doing. Like, is this testing me in some way? Is this keeping me healthy by these random assortments of words that seemingly have no relation <laughs> whatsoever?
0: Probably. We're going to live another hundred years because we've been reading. Yeah, all these. Speaking of it's living for another hundred it. years, David. What? Since we're never going to die. We're never going to die. And we're only just going to keep adding movies to the stack of movies that we need to watch. Yeah. Do you perhaps have a movie that deserves more hype? I do. You miserable bastard.
1: Yeah, it is miserable. Listen. No, seriously. What luck.
0: What luck for us all.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty excited about this one. It's, It's out of Mexico. It is called Disappear Completely. It is coming out around March 2024 in Mexico. So it'll be like I'm guessing spring summer. Um, I hope it doesn't just like it might just drop on streaming. It is about it's kind of a nightcrawler character. Um, it's, yeah, uh, that it that was real compared nightcrawler
0: to vibes from it. Sorry.
1: Right. The reviews are saying he's more sympathetic, but it's a guy who's a crime tabloid crime photo- photographer in Mexico City, and he is kind of a scumbag, and he comes upon a crime scene of like this rich guy, and gets there, and basically he gets cursed it almost looks it seems like a virus um uh, but it is supernatural as far as the reviews say he starts slowly losing his senses one by one food starts tasting bad slowly it's very what the reviews were talking about how it's like it's done in a very realistic way where it's like it doesn't just he like slowly is like losing his taste then his hearing and his sense or his smell and then his eyes and so on and so forth and his sense of touch. So like, he can't feel pain. And so the idea is he's just slowly, he's disappearing. He's going to disappear completely in terms of his senses. Um, And that just sounds like hell. (laughs) That sounds really interesting. No, no, it's a a
3: cool
0: idea. Like it's, I really like, like Nightcrawler was more of a character study on the people that do this. And this is more like thematically attacking or rather thematically indicting the true crime fascination that the culture has where it dehumanizes the victims of every crime, tragedy, accident completely just to distill them into clickbait, uh, popcorn, trash TV. So like the fact that this movie is... um, Saying that by having this guy slowly lose each of his five senses, like slowly lose each of the things that allow him to connect with the rest of humanity, is yeah. a really good idea.
1: And it's a great idea. It's, yeah,
0: it's a really good idea. Just in general for a horror movie, and then to thematically tie it to this subject is um, just really, really smart. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really into this. I really want to see it. It looks, it looks, it looks natural. freaky too.
1: It looks freaky. Like, it, I don't think they're, they're not doing too much like jump scares or ghosts, but there's like a part where his no, feet are like being general, eaten by rats.
0: Yeah. And like, he sees like some weird shape moving in, in, in the shadows. Like it's, right. there's like spookiness uh, surrounding yeah, him too. It, it's as haunting. If, yeah. Like a, uh, like I got a bit of, um, drag me to hell vibes. Yeah. Because again, it he's is getting, supernatural. Yeah. He's getting like a terrible curse that's almost like a virus and in, in terms of what it's doing to him physically. But then also there's all kinds of like boogenses swirling around him at the same time. It seems like in this trailer, um, it's a good so idea I'm totally because, fucking into this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If it was just a virus, it would kind of be boring like that. That is also terrifying, but they they're giving us stuff to kind of chew on in between such as his feet. And um, like, I, I just, I don't know. It's a nightmare it's a nightmare premise it's one of those premises where i'm like oh yeah i wish i thought of that that's great
3: yeah it's (laughs) really smart
1: horror movie idea yeah Yeah. so yeah disappear completely it's called you can see
2: the trailer
0: idea and like just reading the reviews like the little um snippets that you have from their views where it's the the filmmaker is is removing those senses from the audience too as much as they can yes
1: yeah like when he stops hearing things like Like we we stop hearing hearing him too yeah that's a great idea
0: yeah and the last thing it gets to in the in the trailer anyway as it's listing all the different senses is is sight
1: which makes sense yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: especially so, for a film right so it's like it it built it it's like this built-in dread as you start taking the things away from the audience they know eventually we're not going to be able to see anything so it's like yeah fuck i don't want to get to that point but you know that's where it's going because it's the only place it can go exactly it's such a good idea for a horror movie dave it really is
1: it really it's this is really cool i'm I'm yeah excited for this yeah. one um so check it out disappear completely coming out march if you're in Mexico um and then I don't know soon after yeah, around here
0: shortly thereafter everywhere else yeah I can't yeah. imagine this will struggle that hard to find a distributor no I can't imagine um anyway, that's a sode. We've we done it, Dave! We fulfilled our obligation!
1: Yeah! Woo! We did it! Thank you all for listening! We don't owe
0: you anything else! <laughs> we owe you nothing. <laughs> nothing.
1: Listen, listen here. Uh, we have a Patreon, actually. We do! So
2: we,
1: we need stuff from you. Um, <laughs> uh if you go to patreon.com slash Gamefully unemployed for just five dollars a month you get access to our exclusive podcast tom and jeff watch batman fox Muller's Maniac, star trek the next futurama and Spielboys, all for five dollars a month we also have a discord community and for a little more you can watch movies with us every friday night that is the night that this comes out uh yes it is we'll watch some stuff we'll have fun it'll be fun it's it's fun it's fucking it fun so check fun. it out
0: we watch movies like robot jocks exactly uh, we also have a store head over to gamefully you can find a link to our teespring store we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers potions all sorts of things so slap your disappearing peepers onto that mm-hmm. and get uh, it
2: while you can still see yeah, get
0: it While you can still see that shit yeah um yeah and leave us a review uh wherever you're listening to this it helps, it
2: helps that it would be great
3: yeah
0: yeah all right, Are we on,
1: and i guess we're on spotify L- Are US we? on Spot- yeah they just like i don't know spotify just grabs things they just
0: steal from everyone so. yeah we're
1: just on spotify we no one asked us we don't us.
0: get anything for that but sure let anyway. us know if there's ads if there's ads <laughs> let us know yeah, if there's if ads spotify. then we're gonna be mad
1: <laughs> yeah otherwise enjoy otherwise, it. It's it doesn't fine. fucking matter <laughs> it cares. Yeah. all right i like the exposure okay bye
0: bye Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.